I'm Andrew. And I'm Polly. And you're listening to Ear Snacks. Andrew, do you hear something? Whoa, what is that sound? Where's it coming from? And who's making that sound? Hello? Hello. It's Sarah Calloway. <gasps> you mean Sarah Calloway from the awesome podcast, The Music Box? Yes, I love that podcast. Hi, Sarah. Where are you? Oh, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, just playing the wine glass. <laughs> That's so interesting. I know wine glasses can make sounds when you clink them with other wine glasses, when you might say cheers. Ding. Cheers. Very carefully. But how are you playing that wine glass? Well, you see, you can fill it up with water, which I have here. And then if you stick one of your fingers into the water... Get it kind of damp, and then you just rub it across the um, rim of the wine glass where you would drink out of, and it makes that beautiful sound. And you know what else is cool? If I drink some of this water, hold on, ah, the pitch should change. It's important to stay hydrated. Oh, it's a little bit higher. It is higher because there's less water in the glass. So the more water you have, the lower sound you can make, and the less water, the higher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get different pitches depending on how much water you have. That wine glass makes such an interesting sound. I'm not used to that sound coming from musical instruments, which are usually made of wood or uh, brass or string. Why does glass make a different kind of sound? Well, I guess every material that you would use would make a different kind of sound. I think we're not used to hearing the sound of glass because not a lot of people use it as an instrument because if you dropped it, as you can imagine, it would shatter. It's a very fragile material to work with, um, so we don't have a lot of instruments made out of glass. There is an interesting way Benjamin Franklin took this idea of the wine glasses, and he kind of made them into bowls and turned them all into their sides, and then he made a kind of pedal like you would use to sew in the olden days, and they would spin around, and he would use his fingers, and each one would be a different tone, and they were marked with different colors, so you knew which notes you were playing. So he was actually playing all these, basically, wine glasses lined up together as a sort of instrument. As like a kind of a glass organ. Yeah, he called it a glass harmonica. Mozart and Beethoven, who you may recognize as famous classical composers, they wrote pieces for glass harmonica, and Cézanne wrote a movement in his Carnival of the Animals called the Aquarium, which is kind of a um, spooky sea-sounding music that includes the glass harmonica. Um, but then it kind of went out of fashion pretty quickly because they, there was rumors that if you played it too much or listened to it too much, you would go crazy. <gasps> what? They think that maybe the reason was back in the day they would make these glass harmonicas out of lead glass and as we know now oh. lead is poisonous mm. so it might not have been the sound which it is a little eerie a little weird <laughs> but <laughs> i think it was probably the lead i love this idea that once upon a time there was a totally brand new instrument 
Well, you can make all kinds of interesting sounds with instruments playing them in an unusual way. It's always interesting, too, seeing how people invent instruments out of all kinds of things like like wine glasses or like a leaf i i interviewed someone once in australia and they uh did research on a leaf player and it just goes to show that it doesn't really matter what the instrument is made out of it matters how much you practice it and how you um how much time you put into getting good at it that you can really sound amazing at a leaf or a wine glass or a bottle or whatever you happen to have around. That's awesome. Um, Can you help us and our listeners think of some ways that we could try to safely make music with glasses at home? Yeah. (laughs) If you have bottles at home, you can try filling them up with different amounts of water and um, practice blowing into them, which is kind of takes a little bit of practice to do, but you'll be able to get it. Or if you have many wine glasses, you can get your parents or whoever's at home to help you line them up on the table so they're all sturdy and you can line them up from least amount of water to most amount of water and if they're out of tune you just take a little drink and try to get them in tune. (laughs) If we had a bunch of bottles filled up with water I'm wondering if there's something that we might have in our house Hmm. that would be kind of hard but kind of soft and we could use it to tap the bottles big thick sturdy bottles right because if you hit them with a spoon like a metal spoon i might be worried about hitting them too hard and we wouldn't want to crack the glass yeah but what could we use let's think maybe a wooden spoon <gasps> a wooden mm. spoon oh 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 or a wooden spoon with a sock on it <laughs> that's a good idea a with some spoon. rubber bands around the sock <laughs> that's great yeah that yeah. would make a nice rubber mallet yeah oh that's a great idea sarah yeah mallets are actually also made out of yarn So maybe you could even try wrapping some yarn around the end of a spoon or a stick or a chopstick or something. I've seen mallets like that. Mm -hmm. So probably before Benjamin Franklin invented his glass harmonica, there had to be a first person that tried to play a wine glass with their finger. Yes. I don't know who that person was, but I'm sure it was many, many years ago. Well, that makes me think maybe there's an instrument that nobody has played yet. Oh, I'm sure. Or that we haven't heard yet. There's so many different sounds and there's so many different materials and everyone has a unique imagination and you can make a unique instrument with that imagination. That's awesome. Well, thank you so, 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 so much for being on Ear Snacks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you for having me. You are listening to Ear Radio. Polly, you wear glasses. I do wear glasses. Why do you wear glasses? Well, a lot like Guy Raz, if I want to see something clearly far away, I need glasses to help me do it. Like what kinds of things far away do you look at? Oh, I like to look at the leaves on the trees. I like to look at the birds in the sky. I like to find a million jelly beans in the grocery store. And eat them. I also like to find soup in the grocery store. And eat it. Andrew, you don't wear glasses. I do not wear glasses. Oh, is that because you see perfectly? I do not see perfectly. Oh, how do you see? I actually see the world in a a bit of a blurry kind of way because I can't see out of the middle of my eyes. You can't see out of the middle of your eyes. I have something called Stargardt's disease. Whoa, what is Stargardt's disease? Don't worry, Polly. It's not like like a cold you can catch or anything. It's a special condition that only a few people have. But basically, I have these little holes 
in my retinas, which are the part of the back of your eye that takes in light. So I don't get light that comes through the middle of my eyes. So I have to use my peripheral vision or kind of the sides of my vision to see stuff. Oh, I know about peripheral vision. It's like, you know how your eye is a circle? Mm -hmm. The outside of the circle is the periphery. Yeah. So you're saying that you can only see on the outside of the circle of your eye? That's right. And if you're looking at something... Oh, I usually look right with the middle of my eye. Yeah. Yeah. Like pick something to look at in our studio right now. Or if you're listening at home, pick something at home to look at. Yeah. Okay. In our studio, I'm going to pick that guitar that's hanging over there on the wall. So when you're looking at that guitar, there's other stuff around it that you also see, right? Yeah, well, I see there's a door off way to the side and beyond that. I see you farther away. Or on the other side of the guitar, I see like a big ladder. Oh, you're waving your arms. You're waving your arms. Yeah, I was waving my arms even though you weren't looking at me. You noticed because out of the side of your eyes, your peripheral vision, you could see that motion of my hands waving about. Yes, I could. Yeah. So your eyes pick up a whole lot of things even if you're not really focusing on them. I see. But my vision is made almost entirely of the part of your eye that just sees the waving arms around on the side. So it's not made of the really good focusing looking parts in the middle. That must be really hard. It is a little hard. Oh, um, do they make glasses for that? They do not make glasses for that yet. But there are some really cool scientists and doctors who are trying to develop new ways that people with eye conditions like Stargardt's might be able to see better in the future. So if you can't see out of the middle of your eye, it must be really hard to do something like sew on a button or... Get a splinter out of your finger. Yeah. I usually get you to help me with that. Or read a word. It's true. With small things, I need to make them bigger so I can see them. How do you make them bigger? Well, like some of our friends suggested last week, I use a magnifying glass. A magnifying glass. <gasps> Andrew, are you a detective? Do you have one of those great big magnifying glasses that you carry around in your pocket and you hold on a handle? Well, it has kind of a handle. I do carry around a magnifying glass in my pocket. Everywhere you go? Yeah, everywhere I go. Every day in my right pocket, I put this little magnifying glass. Oh, I see your magnifying glass. It's kind of like a little bit bigger than your eye is. Yeah, and it kind of folds out of this little gray circle. It's a cool contraption. I think it's made out of plastic and not glass. That's good because it's more durable. Yes, I do drop it a lot and it does not break. And we know that glasses can break. Glass can break. But yeah, if I ever need to read my phone or read a little sign or something like that, I will hold my eye the right distance from the thing I'm trying to read and I'll hold the magnifying glass in between the thing I'm trying to read and my eye and it'll look bigger for me. Polly, have you ever used a magnifying glass? I have used a magnifying glass. How far away from the thing you're trying to look at do you hold the magnifying glass? Gosh, well, usually I hold the magnifying glass in front of my face, pretty close to my eye, but not super close. And then like if I'm looking at it, a bug with mm -hmm. it, like an ant or mm -hmm. something like that. A beetle, coleoptera. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I have to move the magnifying glass backwards and forwards until it kind of gets sharp and focuses in and I can see the ant or the bug clearly. That's called the focal length. The focal length. The focal length? The focal length. Oh, gesundheit. <laughs> it's not a sneeze, Polly. <laughs> oh. It's a scientific word for the distance between your lens, which would be like a magnifying glass in this case, and your eye, 
and the object you're trying to magnify. Oh, and that's why if I'm looking at a bug, I kind of have to move the magnifying glass closer to my eye and closer to the bug until that bug finally snaps into focus. Exactly. And I have a lot of practice using a magnifying glass because I use it every day and it's just in my pocket all the time. So I'm really good at finding the focal length almost immediately of the thing that I want to magnify. But you probably need some practice. One of my favorite things to do with a magnifying glass for someone who hasn't seen one before is to get our eyes a few inches away from each other and put the magnifying glass in between and find the focal length there. And And then then you would see a really big eye. You see a giant eye, it's really weird. Eyes also look very cool close up. Yes, they do. You can see so many different parts of them. What about you listening at home? Do you know anyone who wears glasses? Or has a magnifying glass? Get them out, take a look through them. What do you see? What if you saw like that all the time? Would the world look different to you? Would you think about the world a little differently? And that's our show. Thank you to Sarah Calloway and The Music Box out of W-U-O-L in Louisville, Kentucky. It's actually Louisville, Andrew. That's what I said, Louisville. No, it's actually Louisville. Louisville? Yes, Louisville. Trust me, I used to live there. It's Louisville. (laughs) Okay, Louisville, Kentucky. And thanks to all of you for listening to Ear Snacks. And thanks for looking at stuff with us in different ways. If you want to find out more or to be on the show, visit earsnacks.org.